I was 20 minutes late? I'd be apologizing like I accidentally killed your family. Guess what? You did accidentally kill my family. <laughs> <laughs> my life was killed by the bulls and it was your fault. Okay? Sorry. <laughs> When was the last time you watched it? At least five years ago. Oh, you haven't seen it in a while. Fucking toxic waste guy. Oh, he's the best. When he blows, when he gets hit by the car and fucking blows up the damn that traumatized when I was a kid. I like, I like when he runs (laughs) up to uh, fucking Leland Palmer and he's and he's like, whoa, get the heck away from me. That that uh that scene terror terrified me when I was a kid. I believe First it. Time it's I, saw it. I was great. I was great. I, I remember I handled the movie great. The everything else up until that. <laughs> I honestly think like one of the most unsettling parts is when they fucking Murphy gets it in the beginning. Like his yeah. hand getting yeah, blown they, off is really yeah, creepy. Yep. And they uh or when he gets him at the end with the key, that gore that plops out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? How that big plop of gore just lands on his chest. You know? Yeah, it's, it's like, just like a, it's just like a piece of like wet rubber. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ugh, yep. It's nasty. Yep. Paul Verhoeven was the man. Wow, that movie is yeah. it's Total so Recall. Good. You ever seen the director's cut oh, yeah. of Total Recall? Not the director's cut. I've just it's way blo- it's way even bloodier than the than the original one, you know, than the, <laughs> the, the theatrical one. I like he uses the uh... dude as a human shield at one point and the dude just gets fucking annihilated by bullets. <laughs> it's just crazy. Anyway, what were you saying? Well like when like when Ed two hundred nine kills the dude in the beginning, like oh by yeah, <laughs> that's the like, kind of shit. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's the that's the level of uh, shot up that the guy gets. Uh, the human shield guy gets in Total Recall. That same yeah. level of. Yeah. But I also I I thought another great feature was like when uh when Ed two hundred nine trips down the stairs, like when it's yeah, on he his can't. Back, it makes yeah he pig, can't walk up the stairs and it makes pig noises. It does make pig noises, doesn't it? Yeah, <coughs> it's like it's like. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's like pretty on the nose, but for now, but like for the eighties, mm-hmm. it's a pretty, it's a smart, it's a pretty smart film. Yeah, those. It's like uh, kind of got that um, feel of um, that Starship Troopers has, in which oh, yeah. that it's a it's a great uh, action movie, but it's also got a scathing social commentary. Uh, underline yeah you know exactly if that makes exactly. sense yeah you know yeah i like that one and i like total recall and i like starship troopers i'm not saying all his movies are good but we don't have like to talk about showgirls all right every time we talk about the guy everybody's got to talk about that damn movie all right but it's a, a wonderful movie it's so terrible i still like that movie like as actually <laughs> I like care. it I, i'm I not like gonna watch i like sad. i don't watch it you know what i mean i don't watch it I've watched it probably maybe twice, full through, two times, but I definitely give respect and to him for that, and I I appreciate where he was going with it. I all the performances involved were pretty good, honestly. They're pretty good. Kyle McLaughlin pretty good in the movie, and what's her name from the Saved by the Bell, the ditties and everything. Um, it's still an entertaining movie. Oh yeah, people dude. shit on people it's shit awesome. on it. It's, not, it's so. fucking rad. <laughs> fucking the one guy's just like, what do you mean? You can't just be going around fucking random people. People got AIDS and shit. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part's the guy is the 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 choreographer guy. He's like, what's wrong with your nipples? Why aren't they hot? You got to play with them. Get them hot. Oh, Robert, ice? Is it I got Robert, ice. Is it Robert Davy? 
He's like, you want ice? I got, is it is Robert Divey? He's like, you want ice? I got ice. I'm erect. Why aren't you erect? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. How is that not the best? Uh, welcome to episode two of the Diary of Doom Patreon show. Um, if you are a subscriber, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be getting uh, all of the shout outs and whatnot uh lined up uh down the road i think a little bit so i just will owe you all um that if you sign up for that tier and whatnot uh we'll get polls in order all that stuff to come so just uh kind of bear with me at the time uh we're just gonna keep uh on talking about bands here that's what we do on this sidecast happening here jason to uh dire doom talking about uh, you know, the, the big players of the scene, maybe some obscure people, some bands that once were but are no longer but left a lasting impact, that kind of thing, as well as, uh, you know, other bullshit that I find fucking entertaining and what have you. So don't be surprised if some weird shit pops up through here. But uh, we're continuing on talking about a band. Uh, August West is back again uh, as the guest. Thank you for coming on again. Thank you for having me, as always. <laughs> Thank you for not leaving the room. That's fine. <laughs> a, a little peek behind the curtain there. Um, and hey, then uh, we're going to be talking about um, the band Dead Meadow today, which I'm sure most people know about this fucking band. I guess, so first of all, uh, have you seen them? I think, yes. yes. I have, I'm looking like, at the set kind, list right I now. I kind of seen them. I'm, I'm looking at the set list right now. And boy, I can tell you, it was good. It was really good. Yeah, I I think we're talking about the same set list, right? From Psycho Las Vegas. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. I uh, I, I had... for a couple of songs. We had to move on. I think we had a conflicting uh, show, or we had to go do something. We had to go eat or something. I don't know. I I but we stuck around for a little while. I think there was another show happening because people cleared out of there. I knew early on that I wasn't going to, no matter what. I'd made that decision. Mm-hmm. I really like this band a lot. I didn't care if I was the only person there. I really didn't mm-hmm. care who was playing. They they actually played an extra long set. They played like a hundred and like a hundred minutes or something like that. I think they played they played long. They might have even played 120 minutes. Wow. Were they the last yeah. band there? They played that one, day? two no, they played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve songs. And a lot of their songs are like you know, I'm I'm looking at at least two songs that are ten minutes plus. Wow. There's well, a actually I, will I can be tell you how, again. Oh, you're going to that show with uh Bongzilla? Uh oh what the heavy psych thing? No, they're playing yeah, at Desert it? Fest next year. Oh dude. That's awesome. Well, that's gonna be really cool for you. I hope they the bring set was hundred and twenty minute that set was hundred and twenty minutes long. It was a two hour set? I don't know if you, I don't know if you could see it. Yeah, played two hours. A hundred and twenty minutes. That's two hours, right? Yeah. Yeah, twelve. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. No, yeah. I can't see it. It's all fuzzed out. Uh, did Did they? Uh, was there like a cancellation? No, I think they just got to play a long set. I think they were like, uh, it was an earlier show. I think maybe that there was like a time for them to play, and they took it. Huh. Wow. They had the light crazy. show. They had the liquid light show. Mm-hmm. I hope you they know? bring that shit back. That shit is fucking rad. Yeah, I like it a lot, too. The uh, the gentleman that does it, Lance, I believe his name is, is mm-hmm. a very nice gentleman, actually. Uh, spoke with him for a little bit. And uh, friends with him on Facebook and stuff. He does lights for a lot of bands. That's cool. Uh, so the main person in... Uh, Dead Meadow is Jason Simon, uh, who is, he's also the nephew of David Simon, who created The Wire, which is one of the greatest shows ever in the history of TV shows. Uh, Strongly recommend everybody watch it. It's fucking awesome. And, uh, you know, if you don't know anything about the band, they definitely have that Austin psych uh, vibe, but they're from DC, which kind of, you know, make, makes more sense, you know, with the connection to David Simon and the wire, because that takes place in Baltimore, you know, all right around that same neck of the woods. 
Uh, they bought the, there was some of their music was used in the wire, which was pretty fucking cool. It's funny. Like uh, Sarah was watching the wire all the way through and like doing a full playthrough of it or a watch through of it. And she was getting up to some of it. I was like, Oh yes, prepare yourself for the dead meadow music because that's uh, David Simon's nephew. She's like, that was hmm. pretty funny. They actually name dropped the band in the episode. Yeah, they do. They right. They do. Them. I think they mentioned yeah. them. Yes. Yeah, the kid he asks he, the guy comes into the room and he asks him, he's like, What are you listening to? Like he's like, Dead Meadow. <laughs> I don't think I knew who they were at the time when they referenced that. So I probably was like, That's a really fucking great fake band name, only to find <laughs> out they're actually a real band. Um, but yeah, total psych, like psych love, psych rock band. Um, maybe not the most like trippy, but like like they don't have a lot of the weird like they're not quite, I guess they're fairly similar to like the Black Angels and Summer Guards. They're hmm. just, they're very noodly. What you call noodly, I call jangly. Jangly. Well the guitar the guitarists yes. are jangly. Yes. They're jangly. They're not they're not like they're not bubbly. And they like don't, you would they're hear, not, like, they're not chugging along. No, no, definitely not chugging. But they're they're not bubbly. Like like you'd hear uh, uh, like a band like a jam band say guitar sound, you but know, it's like, not like Elder, which has the swirly no, sound. No, that's more of a swirly. Yeah, definitely swirly. I call I call it the swirly sound. Yeah, that's a swirl, for sure. They uh, <laughs> that's funny. Actually, I never heard it before, but that's true. That's so dead on. But uh, I I, I call it jangly or, or dreamy. Yeah. Uh, really dreamy guitar sound. Is a way to put it because it sounds like you're half like, like it's like you dream. Oh, streaming. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's fine. I, I I don't really have a good way of describing it. I've always had a hard time of describing, uh, that the, the way that he plays. And to, to me, it's it's interesting that bands like the Black Keys and Tame Impala got huge. And I'm not saying that Dead Meadow is not without its fan base. It certainly is. But they're definitely not on that level. I mean, I saw the Black Keys play Madison Square Garden. I'm sorry. I just heard of them. Really? Yeah. I think they're pretty fucking lame. Really? It's funny because I like them. There's a lot of bands that just sound like that, though. I like what I've heard. I like the guy's voice. He sounds like Jim Morrison to me. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, they... uh, uh, my friend was put, he put me onto them. He likes them. And he put, he put me onto them. Uh, and I actually just found out, did you know that they played Psycho 19 when we were there? The Black Angels? Yeah. Yeah. I saw them for a little while. Oh, you, oh, you did? Oh yeah. I didn't, uh, I, at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I was there. doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know what I was doing there, but I didn't know about them at all. Uh, and then when he told me about it, I oh, saw their oh, name. I'm on sorry. The thing. I, I thought like, you were, oh. I thought you were talking about, uh, I, I don't I, I don't know why, but I thought you were talking about a completely different band. <laughs> I'm talking about that band with the dude that sounds like Jim Morrison, right? That's them. I thought you the were Black Angels. About, I thought you were talking about the Black Keys. No, those are the that's the blues band. Yes, that's the blues band. Sorry, I thought you were going off of like them. That's what you said. A friend turned you on to them. Sorry, I got confused and I was like, I oh. don't think that the guy from the Black Keys sounds that much like. No, absolutely not. I uh yeah, I could I definitely see where you're coming from with that comparison. Yes, absolutely. It now now have, you get me, right? We're it, on the same yes, level now. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't okay, yeah, the, have, the, the, Yeah. his lower tones are pretty Morrisony to me. Like he's when he's like when he starts singing, not in that like hey, you know, like yeah. <laughs> I do it. But uh yes, because he has a couple different ranges that he yes. you know what i mean but uh well that dude I, I, is like I the like main them. guy in like the austin he's like one of the main dudes in the austin psych rock scene like he put together oh, Le- levitation festival that's his fest that's his fest or he's one of the contributors to it he's I one of the, see. Or, the organizers i see i see they don't so. they they that's a good fest they they, they definitely know it they put on and, a good festival in the past yeah I mean, if I did not go to Psycho Las Vegas in 2019, or if we didn't, I think like we probably would have gone out to Levitation because it was in November that year. But 
man, the fucking lineup was so goddamn good. Like there were so many good bands on that. I remember that that, that year. That was the year that that you sh- that was like the poster was red. Yes, like tons yeah, of yeah, metal yeah, bands. Yeah, yeah. Tons yeah, of metal yeah, yeah. bands. Like mm-hmm. like not even like bands that you could get away with in like the psychedelic range. You know, like you know, mm-hmm. Sleep or Electric Wizard like that like i'm like fucking creeping death and death heaven like those are not psych rock bands at all yeah no no and people fucking like love the shit out of them you know power trip nice. played there oh nice nice you know and people were fucking amped so it's like yeah they definitely know how to like market to you know that that crowd and get in like the right bands and everything right on but um yeah and dead meadow is no stranger to levitation as far as i know um, they've cool. definitely played a bunch of sets there. Uh, at least one set, I feel like. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, why do the band, like those kinds of bands, like they get huge. Like, I think that the, you know, the Black Angels are a pretty fucking big band, but like the Black Keys and Tame and Paul, I mean, those bands, you know, they are emulating sounds uh, from kind of from a bygone era as, you know, I, every fucking band is but like mm. you know fucking tame impala is just like straight super tramp sometimes you know what i mean yeah and i like yeah, it a lot I, I really like tame impala so and also why are all these bands like two word names and it's an adjective describing a noun the dead dead meadow a tame impala a black angel huh wow i never noticed that kind of weird huh yeah an atomic rooster good band <laughs> yeah they uh i don't know no, i just the, think i just think it's interesting that dead meadows still exists kind of on that like in, oh i meant in, to say acid rooster the... oops well also a good band <laughs> oh, i'm an idiot atomic uh, acid rooster but yeah i'm sorry the uh, um you know i didn't know that the black angels were huge even when kyle told me about them i just thought they were like you know like I saw that they had a levitation album thing come out, you know what I mean? But like, you don't have to be a huge band to get that, you know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. Dead Meadow has Slift has one, you know what I mean? Like some mm-hmm. other bands have one, but Windhand, uh, Geek and Goggle Man. So I thought they were like on that level, and then somebody told me like <clears throat> before I was speaking with you today, somebody had told me that they were like really big, like to the point where. I think a lot of the people, somebody told me that if they had played at a certain venue and opened up for a band and they were like before them, a lot of people would leave. Yeah, that makes sense. I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. Dead Meadow should tour, we should open for Gary Clark Jr. What? I, think I don't know if those people cool. are going to be ready for that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they're going to be like, what? The what? No, uh. They do uh, the. I saw that them they play a show with uh, Sweet Apple. That band, oh, Sweet uh, Apple, you know. Uh, the Dinosaur Junior Band. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's a cool mix, kind of, you know, for like a, you know how like I like we were talking about how we like shows that are kind of like bands with two different sounds, but they yeah. complement each other. That's a good one right there, I think. Because those bands don't sound anything alike, but I think that they'd be really good together. Yeah, I'm definitely. So, I don't know. I just was like, oh, this band would be cool to see them with Gary Clark Jr. Gary's fucking <laughs> rad, man. Yeah, yeah, he's great. I've seen him a couple shred. times. Yeah, I saw him open up for Clapton. I saw him open up for maybe Allman Brothers once. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, I've definitely seen him at least once or twice. But he, he's uh, playing that big. Uh, he's playing that big Hellfest in France. Oh, the big, uh, Hell the big Fest metal at, festival. At yeah, Berry, he's yeah. playing that. It's pretty fucking cool. Huh. That's well. But anyway, enough about that. Um, uh, another thing that happened with Dead Meadow, I got them confused with Nebula for a long time, and those bands don't sound oh. anything alike. No, Nebula sounds yeah. more like Fu Manchu. Well, they used to sound like kind of like Fu Manchu because they have like yeah, some they're of the way same more numbers, aggressive. Now they're like, yeah, now they're all like, they're, they're like, they're much different now. But yes. uh. That's funny comparison. I don't know why. The names don't even sound similar. No, they don't. I think they were just two bands that I was like checking out at that time. Like I just looked up like what are like big, you know, stoner rock bands to check out. And it was like 
you know, the obvious ones, Electric Wizard, Sleep, you know, Kaya's, Fu Manchu, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you get into like, like Dead Meadow and Nebula are like a little bit more, like they're kind of the next level, I think, you know, like not saying, like not saying that like they're bad, but that's just sort of like in terms of like the recognition factor. Yeah. Yep. 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 A tier. It's like a tier system, just like with every, all, all genres of music have it. Yeah, you know, exactly. There's a so, yeah. You're absolutely your your assumption is absolutely correct, yeah. in my opinion. And yeah, and, and, and Nebula is like uh, maybe we should do an episode on Nebula. They're awesome. Uh, <laughs> I saw them open up for Clutch one time. The fucking dude, the drummer, singer guy was so fucking drunk. <laughs> no, they were great though. They were great. Anyway, sorry. I wanted to go see them because they were playing. They were doing the show with Monster Magnet and Silver Tomb. Yeah, that would be cool to see um nebula but, has a couple of cool songs but yeah just totally different and uh probably they were in that documentary such hawks such hounds together they were uh-huh. like two of the bands uh-huh. that were featured in it and it's really bizarre to see you know dead meadow this kind of like very like and all for all intents and purposes much nicer sounding music than a lot of the other bands that were in that documentary and the associated acts like they really represented that I think, you know, for a lot of the bands that are there, you know, you got like High on Fire, Sleep, obviously, like they are still like, they still have like that heavy metal element to them. You know, even Ohm, at that point, you know, because it was just- At that point, at that point, yes. You know, even Sun, because it's like the reverb and they're, you know, Mm -hmm. working with that and, Mm -hmm. you know, Fu Manchu and talking about like, you know, Acid King, like all those bands like have that, that heavy aggressive like aggressive factor to them whatever That's true. but like them there were a few bands in in Mammatus. that documentary Mammatus is the other one Mammatus You never heard you probably yeah do you remember them no, That's um are they in the documentary Yeah yeah they're they're from California they're these they're Mammatus. crazy yeah. mystical they're like mystics they're like mystics they dress up like mystics and they fucking Dude, Mammatus is awesome. I saw them with Acid Mother's Temple, bro. The guy plays a flute, like an old, like, and they dress up in these dashikis, and they ball play barefoot, and they have fucking torch idols. I swear to you, this band is awesome, bro. <laughs> now they're really proggy, though. They changed their sound, like, and but back then, they used to be, like, real stonery and fucking badass, bro. Mammatus is the dragon of the deep, bro. They fucking... Oh gosh, I'm gonna send you some shit, bro. You're gonna love it. All right. Yeah, you're gonna it, love this. Send it to me anyway, after, sorry. We're, after we're done. Sorry, you heard how excited I got right there. Uh, <laughs> that's maybe we're gonna do the episode. Yo, that's how good that band is. You heard me got I got excited as shit right there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um and I think the other thing too about them was like everybody that talked in that documentary just seemed like yeah, you know, you, you, it doesn't seem like your life is completely like, you know, falling apart or anything like that. But it definitely seemed like everybody was like, you know, they all were like, yeah, we're touring. We're on the road. You're talking to me like at a restaurant. You're doing this, like mm-hmm. uh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, every, like people either looked a little grizzled or, you know, they looked a little worn or whatever. And then you get to Dead Meadow and I'm like, these guys look like they have like they live in the burbs and <laughs> you know have like a nice uh home that they go to at the end of the day you know they have all their teeth and and jason simon's like a clean cut you know good looking guy i've never seen them wear anything except nice clothes yeah they're like uncle acid they always wear night yeah they they don't wear like t they're not like us they don't wear t-shirts of fucking band you know what i mean like they don't uh, i don't know they're always just it's funny that you say that too and i just kind of noticed that <clears throat> it's not and it's not like the the 70 it's not like they got clothing that looks like it's from the 70s yeah they're not pulling a witchcraft yeah exactly they're not pulling a witchcraft they they're they're actually they they're just nice clothes you know what i mean they're nice like Somebody could mistake them for European if they didn't hear them speak. Right, exactly. I bet this band is fucking big in Europe. They tour over there a lot. That makes sense. They have a, I, I, there's a, a live um, show, full show on YouTube of them playing a show in Amsterdam. And it's like the first show of the tour. And they just got there that day. And the show is awesome. Show is really That's good. cool. This was the first time I definitely dipped back into 
like their later discography, like their earlier discography. Um, Cause I had checked out the nothing they need when it came out in 2018. And I think, I think I had probably listened to feathers too. Cause that's kind of the one that where they made a, a name for themselves. So this was the first time I think I was listening to the, the earliest records and, again like all this stuff is i think uh i think this whole like psychedelic resurgence scene was kind of this is what it was all sort of like kind of building towards because i feel like when i was in college like we were talking about the black angels were really big uh and i found out about a couple other bands that were in that vein Uh, there's a band crocodiles that was really good i don't know what happened to them i should see what they're up to but they were like kind of like that you know was fine about like the Brian Jones like I wasn't as much I knew that about them but like Brian Jones Town Massacre I think was still pretty big at that time I know Mm -hmm. Sarah was super into them when she was in college in Portland but you know diving into this going into 2000 and I'm like wow it's fucking insane that like this album came out again like it's 2000 and like I was like I was 10 years old and it's weird to me that like this album was coming out and like I'm growing up tangentially to this stuff coming and it's like wow it, it's just such a weird, like small moment in music history. Like, and you think this was probably such a, like a, just a little blip on the radar in 2000 when it came out. I mean, when they put out fucking Howls from the Hills, it was released on Tolada Records, which was run by Joe Lolly of Fugazi. And like, mm-hmm. it's just fucking raw. Like it's, you can tell it's like their first album. Like, I wonder how old they, like they were when They're they young. made it. They're young. Yeah. Yeah. The- the um there's videos on youtube of them playing really really early shows and they're playing the stuff from the first record and stuff and they're like they're kids still you know it's amazing it's amazing and like Um, you can kind of tell like it's a little sloppy it gets not mm -hmm. perfect they're definitely like testing the waters and i'm sure lolly was like yeah you guys got it you got some something let's do it you know like fuck it who cares let's let's see what (laughs) we got and I don't think Jason has like kind of settled into his role as a vocalist yet. And I don't think he will for a couple of albums. Definitely not on the first one. He sounds so young. Yeah, I can see that. The uh, That's what lends to his vocal style, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that it's because his vocals are very. He unique. has the classic like yeah. psychedelic wine sort of singing but like it's very classic like sort of lolling around on the notes as we go oh okay i got you yeah 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 all right i can see that the first time i ever heard that band it was um what it was sleepy silver door on the first one or was that on their second album Because I can't remember if I heard. Because Sleepy <laughs> Silver know. Door was the first. Sleepy Silver Door was the first uh, song I ever heard from them, <clears throat> and Yuck. obviously fell in love instantly with that song. Because that song was like <clears throat> back then. That song is as close as any band back then was going to get to a hit in in the the, the stoner rock uh, <clears throat> realm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing the thing you. No, no, you're fine. Trying to avoid. And now it's now it's <coughs> fucking awesome that this band is putting out like amazing live records, and they don't even need to play it anymore. Um, to answer your yeah. question, uh, "Sleepy Silver Door" <coughs> is the first track off of their second album, which is a self-titled. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. It came out so a year I had, later. Yeah, that's the year I heard it. And then I went back and listened to the other album. Howls from the Hills has the white worm on it at the end. No, and, uh, it's the middle no. of the album. Oh, okay, but it's on that album. Yeah, and that's yeah, like yeah, another okay. one of their pretty big songs. Yeah, the white worm. The two tracks <laughs> I liked the most off of this actually were the ones that bookend it, which were Drifting Down Streams, which is a really good intro because I do feel like it has, <clears throat> I think you could make the argument that it could be like the strongest song on there. 
just because it's a really it's a really good introductory song for the album and it grabs your attention you i feel like if you put that on this come again this comes out in 2000 like dead meadow like sour vein they both had 2000 like albums come out in the year 2000 so like to hear this in the year 2000 when things were so different and people were very anxious about like where we were going to be going in the future and because there just had been all of this like you good are you there what happened yeah i don't know just dropped out for weird. a sec i was everybody on a was yeah everybody I was, was anxious on a because tangent. yeah i was excited i was on the edge of my seat there I think every everybody was you know anxious about where we were going to be going, and there had been all of this like speculation of what the future was going to bring and what it was going to be like, and you know what technology was going to do for us. And you know, obviously, right around the corner is you know the advent of the internet. I think for these albums to be coming out in the year two thousand, because you're also at a point where grunge is dead, like at that is basically dead and new metal is getting huge. They were saying that back then too. And (laughs) there obviously were successful metal bands at the time, but you had to be a pretty, you had to be at least like anthrax level. And they were not even the most successful of the thrash bands. Like you had to be like around there or like typo negative to like be doing like to get big mainstream attention i would say you know because like at that point like pop rock and new metal was fucking huge so i think it's really interesting that there is like this analog (laughs) development happening because it is like you know people are just i don't know whether it's anxiety or hesitation or speculation or, or cynicism about moving into the future but you know by all means and purposes the music that Dead Meadow and Sour Vein are putting out in the year 2000 is still like, it's analog. I mean, you could tell that they like got there, they got to into a studio. It was those people in the room coming up with the ideas, making the songs work. And it was like very much the antithesis of like the sort of the rise of digital and the more advanced uh, production tools. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just that this, this was what was keeping it alive. You know, and then yes. you watch a documentary like Such Hawks, Such Hounds a few years and you're like, holy shit, all these bands were around for like 10, 15 years before they were like, you know, a big thing. And you're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as I it's often true. say, the Internet played a huge part. in I think these bands getting more known. I agree with you completely. Stonerrock.com. Yeah, Stonerrock.com. Shame about what happened to them. <laughs> yeah, but we were not gonna get into that, but um, yeah, the uh, back then, I was so thirsty for music, I, like you, like heavy stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, mm. I wanted it all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just so funny to me to look to look now and see where all these bands are and like where, you know, how many bands there are and what people have done with the music and everything. It's, it's pretty crazy. I still think it was the legal weed. You know, when, when weed became legal in like that Colorado and uh, yeah Seattle, that's like right at the same time that this kind of music just started getting really awesome again. Like it just started like, you know, more people popular started getting popular i still think that that's the reason (laughs) if you ask me (laughs) weed is the reason yeah well it's just wildly more accepted you know what i mean it's readily available now and and just you know destigmatized like you know like it should be and just people can enjoy it you know and the fruits of of that are apparently uh, in my opinion you can see it in the music you know yeah, well, I, just... that, I mean, I think that's also like something that's indicative of the times is just simply like the drug culture, because I think at that point, like what, like ecstasy, sort of yep. like the, 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 you know, your, your uppers, right? That's what was really big, right? And pills got, unfortunately, got very big, too, when I was in college. And 
Um, yeah. Knew some people who took some pills and got pretty fucked up from them. Saw somebody get pretty fucked up in front of me. That wasn't that cool. It was never really my thing. Yeah, it's, uh, I wish I could say the same. But uh, back then it was, the ecstasy was actually ecstasy too. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't meth like it is now. So there was a, and you had the whole ravers too back then. Yeah. They had a whole, they had their own, so the whole own culture going, you know. Um, but I still think that you could probably, because there was, you know, that idea of like openness that like you might have somebody who's like a raver, but then maybe they're like, I'm not doing anything tonight. And they're talking to their friend who's more like into that sort of psychedelic scene. Like, oh, why don't you come with me to go see this fucking psych rock band, uh, Dead Meta? We can fucking do some mushrooms. You'll like it. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm there. Like, I mean, to me, there's like a pretty obvious connection between those two groups of people and like this kind of music. And I think that's why, <clears throat> you know, that's why you do have Dead Meadow playing at a festival where, uh, you know, like the fucking Misfits and then like fucking, I don't even know, like some like crazy synth rock band, like Perturbator is playing too. I mean, there's just a link there. Yeah, for sure. The, uh, yeah, I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> but oh, yeah. whatever. We can move on yeah. to the next album, <laughs> yeah. um, which is their, their uh, self-titled one. I thought that this had a little bit more of like a super tramp feel here. Um, like they were tra- they were getting like leading. They were starting to move a little bit more towards like a pop, not pop, but more regimentation in the song structure for sure. You know, less. Um, not as loosey goosey, so to speak. Um, also, has an untitled track at the end. Not sure if this is a bonus or not, but uh, it's that's like something that also doesn't really happen uh, too much anymore with the focus on digital and streaming. Like, you get this sort of like, you know, you'd get like the Japan release and there'd be like an extra song on it or something like that. You know, you'd go to, you get like a mm-hmm. UK release and it would be like in a dip. I mean, some bands still do like the different order stuff, but like for the most part, a lot of that sort of bonus material has sort of like gone away, you know? Like I think yeah. about all the like, they like not like Trent Reznor used to like bury tracks as like the 99th uh, track and you'd have to go through like, you know, fucking 89 tracks of just <laughs> silence, just nothing to get to them which you know like that's kind of like a fun and you know they're there if you turn the cd over and you see the little line on the inside but like mm-hmm. it's a fun thing because the average listener is not going to know about that you know that's true yeah the uh they had a bonus track on one of their albums i think it was feathers yes had had a bonus track on it it was a it was a live like it might have either been live or live in the studio version of sleepy silver door I don't know, um, but it was my one of my favorite tracks off Feathers. That was really good. Yeah. Uh Feathers is cool because Feathers has an, another guitar player on it. There are yes, four pieces on Feathers. Which is cool but, because I would never think that they would have anybody else play because they're such a unique band. They're like one of those bands you know, it's kinda yeah. like when Elder it's kinda like when Elder turned into a four piece. Yeah. You know, I was like, Wow, they found somebody else that can play like that, you know? Like it's like must have been hard to keep people like to, I don't know, very specific sound, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess said before, I think Feathers, I think this is like definitely like the song, like the album that they would define themselves with. Like they had built up enough of a uh, reputation and like uh, and notoriety around and <clears throat> like, it's just good production. It's good balance between uh, the guitar solos and Serenity and some like, lightly heavy riffs there's by no means like doom riffs in this or like even stoner rock riffs but there's a little bit of just like that just a slight tinge of like hardness to it where it just it gives it a a little bit you know it sets it apart from the other stuff they're they're not afraid to like do a little bit of like a little riffing around here and there you know what i mean the song such hawks such hounds is such a fucking banger it's so good I also mm-hmm. really like Stacy's song. I thought that was really good. And I really like uh, Through the Gates of the Sleepy Silver Door and the bonus track. They kind of almost are like 
lead, lead into each other. So like, what's that is like, what's the, so that is, is that like a recurring thing? Do they have like a mythology in their band or something like that? Cause I feel like the sleepy silver doors a recurring thing, or is that from something? Cause okay, I know they, they like write about like kind of weird, like fantasy nonsense. Yeah. That's they've always, you call, you always call it nonsense. It's fucking funny. <laughs> Every time we talk about this stuff, you always say that word. It's funny. The, uh, Just trying to be real about it. Yeah, no, because you're not wrong. It's it is fucking silly nonsense, but it is like you know, it's it's funny. They've always had that kind of mystic, that kind of mystic uh, elements to them, to their to their uh, songwriting, uh, lyrical content too, and, and imagery a little bit. There's a video of them playing live somewhere, jamming "Sleepy Silver Door." And they have a dude come out in a full-on alien Yeti costume. Cyclops. Really? They totally do not seem like that kind of band. It's like a Cyclops. And he's dancing around. And it's so badass. The guy's like, it's like a big Yeti. Imagine a giant Yeti with uh, brown, long brown fur, right? Mm -hmm. And then he has one gigantic glowing eye. In the middle of his head i think that's what he looks like and he might even have horns like little like horns cyclops. like little horns kind of like like, like ludo no 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 no. like picture yeah but picture ludo from the labyrinth yeah okay yes yeah yes. as a cyclops okay i can see it and Seems dancing cool. around to dead and dancing around to dead meadow so, well, I so, looked up what the song is about. It's actually a reference to an H.P. Lovecraft story, The Silver Key, which is about oh. a man who used a magical silver key in his childhood to enter a dream portal to fantastic worlds, only to find himself as an adult living out a gray, dull life devoid of emo of imagination. Very uplifting. Oh. So that, <laughs> that's interesting that they like picked an H.P. Lovecraft story, but not one about, like, a giant fucking octopus monster. Just about, like, a dude who was really fucking depressed. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Because most of the time, it's, like, fucking, you know, fish people and yep, octopuses yep, yep, and, yep, yep, you know, yep, yep, fucking monsters. The things, that, the things that creep right. in the night. Yeah, subterranean rat monsters. And... Fucking fish people. Fucking yeah, fish people. aliens. Alien, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that elder, that, elder that I think that is kind of cool that they can sort of not be so obvious with what they're singing about in their songs because a lot of like you know let's be honest not it's fucking heavy like you know heavy metal is not like the most uh, subtle of genres <laughs> out there you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean right about that. Um, what did you think of uh, uh, Shivering King and others? Which I like the title I, of that. It's very much like a Conan type, you know, name for something where they was like Conan, you know, the Destroyer and other and other tales. Yeah, there's Elephant's a Tower and other tales. There's a a lot of good songs on that uh, album. I think. Um, Do you think I'm it felt like the they track. slowed things down? Because I feel like this one they I, were really like they. It, there's not a lot of punches here. It's more of I like think, a coasting album. Uh, I think that. Oh yeah, this album. No, this album rules. Yeah, man. Uh, well, see, me and the Devil Blues. Mm -hmm. At one time, was my favorite Dead Meadows song, until I heard, um, the light. Oh, that song! Right, right now, slaps. yeah. Right now, my favorite Dead Meadow song is "The Light." If you if you never heard me and the Devil Blues, you should check that out. Check that that song out. Oh, it's song. It, it's fucking good. banger. Yeah, "Babbling Flower." I love you too. I love you too is a great opener. That seems like it's like could be a great opener. Like when I saw them, they opened up with the Whirlings, mm -hmm. which is fucking cool as shit too. But um, yeah. They uh, it feels more improvised. Like they did a lot of improvisation for this one. It's like not super <laughs> rigid, but not super focused. Well, I feel like their style lends to jamming very easily. Yeah, but definitely. a lot of times, a lot of times they don't. 
if that makes sense. They like it feels like they're restraining themselves a lot of times. Like they could fly off at any minute, you know what I mean? But yeah. they don't, which is cool too. They they their riffs sometimes. I've been listening to them before. There's times I've been listening to them, and probably gonna listen to them after this again. <laughs> I've actually, I've actually, um, you can't like I've actually lost track of where I was trying to follow the riffs. Like, and I like lost track and that doesn't happen very often because like I can, you know what I mean? Like I've played music before, you know what I mean? Like I have an ear for music. I, uh, you know, I'm not a great musician by any means, but I, I can follow a lot of times, you know what I mean? Riffs and music, you know, uh, but there's times when I'm listening <laughs> to Dead Meadow and I feel like I'm lost, mm-hmm. completely lost in the music, you know, like the Grateful, it like in the middle really of a dead good. jam. It's like the it's middle of a really- dead jam. Yeah, it's you know great I mean? music it's, to get lost in. Yeah, it's like the middle. It's like the middle of a dead, a really good live dead jam. You know, they capture that essence very well. I think, even though they don't sound like that at all. But I wonder if he's a deadhead. I don't know. I, I know him, too. Right? I should get him on the show. I should get him dude. on the show. Oh, dude, that I would bet be you. I, I bet you. Can I? Bet I you can I? Can I sit in on that? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'll just be quiet in there. I'll just, I'll, I'll just i'll just mute you and you'll just be sitting there like and he'll be like i don't even care he'll be like can we please make him go away <laughs> i'll be like i'll be like listening even though i have headphone on i'll be like it's like all close he's like i can only see his ear <laughs> what I, I liked uh everything's going on uh shivering king and raise the sails every I, they played everything's going on in vegas oh that's cool and then there's Old Growth, which came out in 2008, which is this, a great name for an album. Yeah, and this was <laughs> yeah. way, this this one's way more bluesy. Yeah, I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. They started to touch a little bit on the blues with like Me and the Devil Blues, uh, I think, on the album before it, which isn't a blues song at all, but it does have that kind of. Um, but this one has a lot more of phrasing. that sort of like a vintage rock and roll as opposed to psychedelic. Mm-hmm. Which is still psych. So, it's still psych rock at the end of the day, but it's mm-hmm. pretty fucking awesome. I I did really like this one. You know, they're they're just it's very good follow a, up. They're such a good band. They're so unique. There's no band, in my opinion, that sounds like them at all. Like you can't. Well, there are, but they come after them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Good point. Good point. Good point. What I'm gonna have to do is. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to listen to this peel session because <coughs> it sounds pretty fucking cool. Oh, it's heavy. It's really heavy. They, uh... And it was recorded in 2001 in Joe Lally's garage and wasn't mm-hmm. released until 2011. Nuts. And Imagine it's the that. only. It's the only peel session that was not recorded at Abbey Road Studios. That's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a piece of factoid that's worth holding on to, in my opinion. Like if I, that's a, they're the only people in the world that can say that. The only band right. in the world. That's pretty cool. Well, so I have to go listen to that and Warble Womb, which I cannot say the name of that album. Warble uh, Womb. Warble Womb. I think I think the light is actually on that record. I think that's where it comes from. Warble Womb. We fact check that. Which is a great it the the cover art is <laughs> a little bit of a departure from what No, that's on that was on the Nothing They Need, which oh, is the, the Nothing They Need album that came out. But you know, when that album came out, it was two, it was twenty eighteen and like it I felt like it kind of got buried because like it came out the same year that like you know, Sleep, High and Fire, Wind Hand, Yob. Like there were just so many fucking like really good uh doom and stoner uh bands that came out that like i felt like it kind of got a little bit buried underneath all of that oh yeah okay i can see that yeah because i didn't hear about it until 19 it blew my mind live and that's when it became my favorite song i I was hoping they were going to play me and the devil blues but that made up for it um the light is fucking rad it's a fucking awesome song yeah, it's so good. I listened to it earlier today, actually. There's a live, a good live version on that. 
Well, it, the Levitation a... show they did that they streamed during um, was that earlier this year or late last year? I don't know. I just that was it. I think it was this year. I don't remember either. I don't actually know. I have still, the record was, right there. I was still living in New Jersey when I watched it remotely. We watched it together though. That was cool. We, we coordinated. Yeah, we coordinated. I didn't have it right now. They played the light, but it's not on the record. You know that? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not on the record. The set list for the record is... Um, oh, wow. That was February 20th of, of this year. Jesus Christ, man. That feels so goddamn long ago. Yeah, it feels like it was 10 years ago. The, uh, the set list for the record is uh, I Love You Too, uh, Six to Let the Light Shine Through, Juju Meyer Farm, I'm Gone, Rains in the Desert, The White the White Worm, and The Narrows. Yeah, they played The Narrows in Vegas, too. That's a great song. Yeah. <clears throat> what a great uh, venue for oh, them so to play. Cool. Yes. For them to play, you know. That's, whew. They called that when they, when they saw that place and wanted to play there. Oh, yeah, dude. That was so fucking rad. And, like, you know? That was cool to see, and like, I don't know. It was like the tail end of winter. I was just fucking just bummed out about shit. Like the world was just in a shit place. It's still in a pretty shit place, but it felt a lot shittier back then. <clears throat> and um, that was just a good fucking performance to watch. I just remember I was fucking rip roaring high. <laughs> like I was aggressively high. It was very cool, Aggressive. and like. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was a good, good show. Good watch. Yeah, imagine getting to see it live. That would have been really cool. It would have been really cool. Be there. It would have, uh, I guess it would have sort of uh, defeated the purpose, uh, considering it was, you know, what was going on. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I don't even think that. <laughs> That's what so, uh, but I, I yeah. am looking forward to seeing them again at Desert Fest. Um, you know, hope that, hope that goes off without a hitch. Yeah. I like this band a lot. I'm definitely, Oh, you know what else I was going to say? I've been, uh, I listened to, uh, the music while playing, I've been playing the legend of Zelda breath of the wild, uh, which was, uh, it's the most recent legend of Zelda game. The sequel's coming out pretty soon. And, uh, that game is fucking amazing and it's beautiful it's it's such a great game what uh system is it for it's for the nintendo switch um i play it on the tv because it's a it's a big open world uh you know high fantasy game but it's like awesome you know it's all the all the classic legend of zelda characters are there beautiful graphics not, not like a super complicated story but like visually is cool you know and just putting on some dead meadow you're like fucking running around in these like vast like grasslands with like grazing animals and birds and like it's just a beautiful landscape and then you can go to the desert you go to the snowy mountains you go to a fucking volcano you know there's like big ass animal skeletons from like eons just sticking out of the ground and you fight like weird cyborg things it's fucking amazing and uh yeah. it's very good to listen to uh psychedelic rock music and or metal too oh. but mostly dead metal <laughs> are you uh are you uh are you sure it's not based on a bunch of nonsense <laughs> oh it's it's definitely some nonsense <laughs> okay there's definitely been uh more than a few times that i have screamed out that this is nonsense to the game except <laughs> you would replace the phrase nonsense with bullshit <laughs> as 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 often happens when you play video games what this is yeah, I bullshit i have definitely i don't play video games but i have definitely cultivated other ways to get frustrated and disappointed in myself as I fly fish for yes, exactly. You know, big predator fish, and it's, it's definitely not a numbers game. So I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, uh, that's just I, I'm I just really like that game. I'm trying to beat it before the end of the year. Um, Got to fit. I'm trying to finish uh, Curb Enthusiasm. Uh, finish that 
Breath of the Wild and um, uh, finish Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's what I'm trying to do. Okay. My off time. Hitchhiker's Guide is pretty quick read, but uh, uh, Curb, I'm almost done. Like I said, you're gonna surpass me on Curb in like maybe you have uh, I think one more season, right? Yeah, I'm on season ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then there's the new ones that are airing now. Yes. Okay, yeah. So I didn't even finish 10. I only got like five episodes into 10. Oh. So when you, you might even figure, go past you gotta, me. You got to you know. figure out a way to. I'll to, figure it out. I can, I can. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll take care of it. I'm a genius. <laughs> so funny. So, who uses that much ketchup? It's. Oh, disgusting. my God. <laughs> It's just a, it's a lot of ketchup. It's like it's disgusting. Is is this about the tap water? Yes, it's about the tap water. <laughs> Tastes like a frog's ass. <laughs> is that what he said? Tastes like a frog's ass. Drink oh it. man. R.I.P. Funkhauser, man. Oh, he's dude, yeah. he's so fucking funny. So funny, dude. Great. He's like uh, very influential, but like a lot of people never give him credit you know for yeah. what he did like there i mean there are people that a lot of people do you know norm especially Kevin norm we're good friends mm. <sighs> um and norm norm always used to talk about how great he was he used to have a podcast so funny funny man Bob the, best, the best voice like why yeah. it's just well because he's fucking albert albert brooks's brother which is just kind of insane wait what yeah, he's Albert Brooks's brother. Bob Einstein uh, is Albert Brooks's brother. I think Albert so, Brooks. Yeah. Albert Brooks is the guy. <laughs> he's the guy from the new season who Larry calls out for being the COVID hoarder. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's the guy. Yeah. He opens. Uh, he goes to piss in his house, and he accidentally opens the closet door. And it's full of toilet paper and hand sanitizer. <laughs> and he's been hoarding it in his fucking house. He's got like a whole giant closet. And of course, Larry gets not going to keep his mouth shut about that shit. So he announces it instantly to the entire party. And like everybody turns around and starts shaming him. And That's he's amazing. like, they're having like a thing in his house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bob funny. Einstein was the son of radio comedian Harry Einstein and the older brother of fellow actor and comedian Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks wow. was born Albert Lawrence Einstein. Wow. I uh, you just I did not know that. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Huh. That's cool that he's on the show too now. You know? That that's cool that they brought his his brother on. By the age of 19 he had changed his professional name to Albert Brooks, joking that the real Albert Einstein <laughs> changed his name to sound more intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Albert Brooks is fucking awesome. He's always loved him on uh, The Simpsons. Always had yeah, he is on great Simpsons, appearances right? on there. You know, uh, uh, Finding Nemo, very good in that. I mean, just... <laughs> How can you go wrong with him? He has like one of the best voices. It's so good. Oh, he was also, uh, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, but uh, when I saw it originally, I thought it was fucking awesome was he plays the bad guy in the movie Drive and he's like the biggest piece of shit. Like he is such a scumbag and just a violent, violent man. <laughs> I don't know if I saw that. It's a weird movie. It's one of those movie, it... When it came out, I just started seeing a lot of other movies like it. Is it's one of those movie? movies that with Ryan Gosling. Is it the movie where people bang when they're in heaven and they crash the cars? No, that's crashed. Banging? That's oh. crashed. Oh. <laughs> Oops. That there was another movie that just took the title of it, and David Cronenberg made, directed the original Crash and was just like, "Fuck that! That guy's an asshole for stealing the title <laughs> of my." My movie. It was a Cronenberg movie. I think it was based are, on a book. Are there body like monsters I, in it? Uh, no, but I, it is about like the people fucking in the cars. But there's no monsters. No, I like Cronenberg monster. Oh, me too, dude. You know. <laughs> All right. 
what was I fucking saying? Oh man, you totally just like threw me off course. Well, I'm sorry. Hey, look, actually, you want to do something? I'll throw you even further off course real quick. But it's so you can edit it because it's like a that's what you do. Okay. You might even want to put this back into the sour vein episode, right? Okay. Because while we were while we were chatting, I just uh, texted Kyle, right, and I said, uh, "You got that first sour vein album?" I said, uh, "I'm curious." He said. On CD, he said, OG CD copy and uh, reissue on vinyl, I think. I remember years. Now, this is that's all I said. I just said word. Thanks. Right. And then he just started sending this. That's what he said. I remember years ago thinking I should spend 30 bucks on a CD on <laughs> on eBay for the first re- for the first release. Vinyl was dead at that point. Late 90s, early 2000s till Rise Above started putting out vinyls. Then Southern Lord, Meteor City. You should do a history of real heavy rock underground starting with meteor city uh to the rise and fall of all that is heavy i mean champions of bringing vinyl then it got to be too much all the constant reissues he's he hates record store day he's one of those people that gets mad because taylor swift is clogging up the place when he needs his you know yeah okay I mean, I, all, I mean, yeah, I do too. I'm mad. I'm one of those people too. I don't like it. Either. I don't participate. Uh, I no longer participate in it. Yeah, I, I'm uh, actively not. I don't. I don't like it. Either. So, um, and it says, uh, I mean, all. I mean, I'm all about everyone trying to hear it, but then there are vinyl addicts. Then, uh, no one knows about the, completists. It's very addictive and consuming thing. I've been battling it for 25 years. That's what he said. I don't know, you know, what that all. Well, I guess I do know what he's trying to say, but uh, it, that's his uh, two cents on the matter. On the on <laughs> <laughs> a chair with you. Uh, too long. Didn't read it. It was uh, sour vein is good. Record store day bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Record store day is why people don't know about sour vein. <laughs> yeah, that's that's his point. That's his point. <laughs> Oh, right. Drive. Yes. No, Drive is the movie about um, it's about Ryan Gosling as a stunt driver and he gets like he does like uh, criminal escapes like he's a, a getaway driver. Getaway driver. OK. At, at night and he gets involved with some criminals and uh, it's one of those movies that it has like a weird 80s vibe. Like it has like a very like soft synthy score. And the movie is like almost two hours long and there's a lot of just like slow scenes with no dialogue. And like the acting is like a kind of flat, you know? So it's kind of like, in a weird way, it is a lot like an an 80s action movie because there is like the action does happen and it's pretty brutal, but it's kind of like quick and it's not like, Mm. you know, the gunfight type. It's not a diehard type movie. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. So huh. I liked it. A lot of people did not like it when it came out, and I get why. You know, it is kind of pretentious, but everybody suddenly... talks shit on it when it came yeah. out. Yeah, I, I never saw it, it though. I, I just assumed it. I didn't. I didn't know it was a Cronenberg movie until you just told me. Well, now I'm curious. Now I want to see it. They, no, they because well, I like mar- it. They market. It's not a Cronenberg movie. It's um. It's just. Uh, but it, it, it. I was saying that it's not the movie Crash. <laughs> Um, but it was marketed as like an action movie. And then people went to go see it and were like, this movie's fucking boring. And then I never saw any trailers for it. I just said, this movie seems like it's going to be cool. And I was like, damn, that was like the greatest movie I have ever seen. It's like Oscar Isaac. Like it's one of his first big roles in a movie before he was in like fucking star Wars and ex machina and the Coen brothers and shit like that. So it's, it's got Ron Perlman. Whoa. And Brian Cranston. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Christina Hendricks from Mad Men. And uh, uh, I forget the other girl. And I forget the girl in it, but she's really good too. She was in that Coen Brothers movie with uh, Oscar Isaac, the Lewin Davis. I really I that love movie. that movie, dude. That movie's oh. fucking so underrated. It's so good. It's so, good. Yeah. it's so weird. Shit. It's so great. You're shit. <laughs> shit. The, uh, Fucking yeah, the, um, John Goodman, the weird like. Oh man, jazz, so I think funny. he plays the honestly. You know what? I think he plays the piano. They never tell you what instrument he plays. He could be a, a jazz guitar player too, but I he never he like. I think he's I think he's a piano player. That would make sense. Yeah. Something about that yeah. makes sense. 
So yeah, anyway, we're, we're, we're way off topic, but yeah, we'll leave it at mm-hmm. that. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, Dead Meadow, good band. Um, Amazing playing. band. Looking forward to seeing them at Desert Fest. I don't know, Dead Meadow, uh, put out another album. Do it. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. That would be great. If you're listening, that would be amazing you'd have one happy customer over here so i mean they're playing uh, shows so i would assume that that would be cool i i bet you they they're, they're probably writing some new stuff i would imagine so yeah don't really know what uh is coming up you know further down the road well next episode we'll be having uh returning guest ivana DeCaro back on we're going to be talking about the band resin uh, but Resin was on the regular Dire Doom as guest, but we'll be listening to all of your music, Resin, and telling you how much it sucks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Resin rules. Uh, so that'll be the next episode. That'll be coming out in March. And then, uh, I don't know. We'll see what goes from there. Uh, thank you again for coming on and talking about Dead Meadow for this episode. Yeah, no problem, I'm, I'm sure we'll have thank you back you on me. again. I'm always here for you, baby. You know, and awesome. uh, th- yeah, thanks for having me on. You know, and uh, thanks for everybody for becoming a Patreon member. It's really cool of you. Yes, thank you for your support. It's appreciated. Um, <laughs> it's be like one person. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? That person kicks ass. All right. <laughs> so. Uh, whoever you are, thank you. We'll, we'll be, uh, putting out proper shout outs and whatnot. So, uh, but for now, uh, that'll do it for this, uh, extra chapter of Yeah, I don't want to blow up coughing, blow out your eardrums.